When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I want to go to um, – when you look at South Carolina, I don't know what happened. You you played quarterback at Georgia Tech. You coached it. Spencer Rattler did not look good, okay? <laughs> For the whole year. For the whole year. And so yeah. you tell me, Tom Luganville, because you watch the tape and all this stuff, what in the hell happened the last three weeks that is so much different for South Carolina for him to look like a totally different player – and for them to beat Tennessee and Clemson? Well, it's really the last two weeks. Because if you remember prior to the Tennessee game, they got beat 38-6 to by Florida, who then went on to lose to Vanderbilt in Florida State. So somehow, I don't. I, I got to be honest with you, Bo, I don't know what the answer is. I bet you if you ask Shane Beamer, he's not quite sure what the answer is. They wanted their offensive coordinator, Marcus Satterfield, fired two weeks ago. Now all of a sudden, they look like the offense that they were hoping they would have with him. Now, I'm not one of those guys, and I've said this to you. I said it during the offseason. I'm not a big Spencer Rattler fan when it comes to consistency of performance, leadership, and being that guy that's the Pied Piper. I think he's extremely gifted. I also think he's extremely streaky, which he has been all year long. He's an up-and-down player. Um. I just think, i got to be honest with you, I, I think part of it is they ran into two opponents on back-to-back weekends that showed absolutely zero respect for them. That, that's and, true. And they went, out, they went out with their backs against the wall, everything to gain, nothing to lose, and just threw it all out there. And, and maybe, to be honest with you, maybe they told, because I think this is where Spencer Rattler actually is really good. This one, Spencer Rattler, go out there and rip it. Act like you're a little kid playing in the playground. Go out there and, and turn it loose. And maybe he's been playing in a very tight, uh, very I'm afraid to make a mistake type of mentality that's hindered his ability to just kind of truly unleash it. But the last two weeks, that's exactly what they did on offense, just unleash the ball. And, and listen, was it perfect on, on Saturday? No. But, I mean, that team was down 14 to nothing. I was about to say. Yeah. I mean, I thought Clemson was ready to run that. You know what? Clemson literally checked out on that second touchdown. They, Big time. They thought, we've got this game. We've won seven in a row. We're done. And, man. They thought South Carolina would fold. They did. And there's something about what Beamer brings to the t- I mean, I thought it was a iffy at best, questionable at best, higher. Um, and But there is something to them playing for him and the whole thing. All right, what about Clemson and, and DJ Uyangalale and the fact that Dabo is promoted from within, 
And that's fine, but when you're where you are at Clemson, don't you need to look around and get the best available? And they're sticking this with DJ a couple years in. You know, where is this trending and where is this headed at Clemson? I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Well, I, I think from, from the, the internal staff hires, I, there is, and I can see it from Dabo's perspective, he, he loves the continuity. He loves the consistency. And if he's got a guy that's been a great worker, been within the program, has some talent as a teacher and a coach, and there's an opportunity to elevate that player, he likes the comfort of not shaking things up unnecessarily. Does that mean you're going to make the right move every time? No, but he's made the right moves with other guys in that regard. I mean, you had Chad Morris and Brent Venables. Aside from those two, everybody else has come from within. And this has kind of been the first time we've seen a bit of a hiccup, particularly on offense, with new leadership coaching the quarterback and, and, and running the offense. But at the same time, this is also the first time that we've seen a Clemson offense not have a T. Higgins, not have an Amari Rogers, not have a Sammy Watkins. You know, not have a healthy Justin Ross or a Martavius Bryant or a Mike Williams, all right? Right now, they have Antonio Williams, who's a true freshman. He's the best skill guy on their entire team. That's problematic. On top of it, I think where Dabo has gone wrong in all of this, and I know how loyal he is to his kids, but you can only take that thing so far in defense of DJ before his performance makes you look like a fool. Because I know there's plenty of blame to go around, but they are a shell of themselves of what they've been in the past at quarterback. He just, he's not good enough. I mean, if we're going to just call it what it is, um, he's, he's just good enough if you have quality players, which they do. But if you had elite players around him, I'm curious to know if he's one of those guys that could take advantage of that and elevate the rest of the team. Like I look at J.D. McCarthy on, at Michigan wow. the other day. Okay, so – Look at Michigan in comparison to Clemson. Michigan has been a, we're going to line up, we're going to run the ball down your throat, 
We're going to have a short, underneath, controlled passing game. As a result, they were one of the worst teams in college football in terms of explosive plays and yards per pass attempt. They were not uh, a team in the passing game in the red area. They went to Ohio State without their best player in Blake Corum, and J.J. McCarthy delivered big time, right? Do you believe How about them throwing the ball down the field? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't, to answer your question. Yeah. Uh, And and, and I want to go there, too. Uh, Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN, joining us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Um, How about Michigan going to Ohio State and winning? And what you just said, I I haven't, in in the modern era, which means they never did it because Bo Schembechler was three yards in a cloud of dust. In the modern era, I've never seen them push the ball down the field like they did Saturday. Now, I've read this article, like I'm sure you have, uh, Tom Luganbill, on Biff Pogey, who evidently is this remarkable uh, football dude who Harbaugh hired before the 2021 season, and he was able to get them streamlined and make everybody better, and now he's going to Charlotte. And maybe there's some of it there. How surprised were you that Michigan threw the ball deep and pushed the ball down the field against Ohio State? Not surprised at all, given the way that Ohio State chose to play them. All right? So Ohio State chose to just line up everybody at the line of scrimmage, all right, essentially being cover zero with no defensive safety help or cover one with a single high safety. And they acted like we have to stuff the run and force J.J. McCarthy to beat us through the air. But they were taking that approach as if Blake Corn was in the game. He wasn't in the game, right? So now, and I'll go to halftime. I don't know if you saw the halftime of that game. Urban Meyer was 100% correct with his analysis. He said, if I'm Ryan Day, I'm going to Jim Knowles, and I'm saying, Coach, get out of the cover one, get out of the cover zero, get out of the man, sit back in zone, make them earn it, keep the ball in front of you, and, and play, play the long game here. Jim Knowles did not do that. And if you noticed, there were one-on-one opportunities. And so Michigan said, well, if you're going to give us those, we're going to take them and we're going to count on our skill to beat you. And then if you look at late in the game, when you play with that deep type of defensive approach, you break the first line of defense, it's over. And look at Donovan Edwards on the two runs that he had. Once he's got through his crease, there's no safety help. There's nobody on the back end because everybody's up at the line of scrimmage. And they, it just seemed like Ohio State was so stubborn with their defensive approach and then credit Michigan for saying, okay, if that's how you're going to play us, here you go, J.J. Here's your opportunity to prove everybody wrong. Let's go. What a win for Harbaugh and the program oh, to go over there, man. Good grief. Um, A&M at LSU. How, what do you chalk that up to? It's still first year, and they're going to do that? I mean, LSU still had so much to play for, and they no-show. In yeah. college, is it, was it what you just referenced with, with Clemson, South Carolina, and, and Tennessee, South Carolina, they didn't have any respect for A&M? Probably. I mean, and again, we're dealing with 18- to 22-year-old kids here, and we've seen it happen all throughout the season. We've seen this on just about every weekend of a team going out and being lackadaisical, looking like, hey, we're just going to put our pants on. We'll, we'll beat this team. They've, they, they've just been terrible the entire year. And then the other team, again, has nothing to lose, everything to gain, and lays it all out on the line. And I, and I think the other thing, too, this isn't professional football. You're not just going to flip a switch. If you're not ready to play, 
you don't just get, you know, three quarters into the first quarter and say, okay, we're going to start playing now. That's not how it works. Not unless you have remarkable upperclassmen leadership. I just don't think it works that way. Okay. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Playoff, real quick. Uh, We got a couple of minutes. What do you see playing out this weekend? Who do you think it'll be once it all shakes out, Tom? Well, I think that um, obviously SC has to avenge that loss versus Utah. If they do, they're in. Um, TCU, I think, could still have an opportunity if they lost a close game to still be in, potentially. But I, I, I would worry about them because then you would potentially have an Ohio State team out and the committee will probably like. Um, and so, <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Would you yeah. take uh, Ohio State over a two-loss Bama team who, who lost by a whisker on the road to LSU in Tennessee and Ohio State lost at home? Where, where are you on that, Luke's? I am more so when you, when you look at that one, obviously head-to-head makes, a difference, common opponents, where you lost, what was that team like when you lost to them, so on and so forth. But I would say that Alabama's created a lot of their own issues, and I would probably lean towards Ohio State just a little bit because Alabama's in the position they were in where they didn't just get beat toe-to-toe. They go up to Tennessee. They got beat on the road. Okay, well, they committed 18 penalties. They turned the ball over. Like, that's the one thing that even though they're a really good football team, if you told me push your chips to the table, if Alabama got in the playoff, do you think TCU could beat them? No, I don't. No. Do you think SC could beat them? Probably not. Do you think um, a Michigan would beat them? I don't know. Maybe not. All right. But I don't like how they got to this point. And it's been uncharacteristic of them as a team. And, um, but I will say this. The schedule for Ohio State has been very poor. Outside of the Notre Dame game. Yeah. All right. The, the, <laughs> the conference has been down. The, the West Division is, is, is terrible. All right. And Penn State can't play well in big games. 